The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 2786. So we've been looking at the Book of Boba Fett from a couple of different angles, at least as far as what Season 2 could look like, if there is a Season 2 in the first place. But we haven't done our official look back at Season 1, and there are a few different ways I want to look back at Season 1. It has to do with the way that they told us the story, and so today we're going to look at the flashback section of the Book of Boba Fett. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So I had started thinking about this in terms of the number of episodes, if you will, that each of these different time frames and sections and foci, <laughs> plural of focus, uh, had totally encompassed, but I don't know if you can really do it cleanly like that. I know that I did an episode where I said, hey, it's 80 minutes that they've spent in the first six episodes on the current period timeline in the Book of Boba Fett, and speaking specifically to the stuff happening with Boba Fett, not even talking about the current timeline stuff happening with The Mandalorian. So you could, I guess, say that we get maybe two episodes worth of current timeline with Boba Fett, and then, what, two with past timeline, and two with The Mandalorian, and then one with the you know, prequel to The Mandalorian, if you will, with the finding of Fennec Shan and getting her patched up and getting the fire spray back and whatnot. Yeah, like, you could try to divide it up like that, but... Yeah, it's just, it's not necessarily a very clean and easy way of looking at things. I think we can just focus on the notion of what the major <laughs> timelines and plot points were for each. And I just kind of summarized them anyway. Yeah, so there's the flashback section. There's the current day prequel to The Mandalorian appearance. There's the current day stuff happening with the Book of Boba Fett in specific. And then, of course, there's the current time period stuff specifically for The Mandalorian. And in a way, I guess that tells you what our next couple of episodes are going to be about, too. But let's stay on this one, which is the flashback time sequence. And I'll say right at the top so far that it really doesn't give us any evidence that the flashback situation happens over the course of a long period of time. So Boba Fett's unfortunate and untimely drop into the Sarlacc pit happens in 4 ABY. We know that from Return of the Jedi. He has to escape relatively soon after the fact, simply just for survival purposes. And we don't know how much time he sends with the Tusken Raiders until they are slaughtered. But it doesn't seem like it is that long a time. Like, at most... A year, right? But even that long seems unlikely when you look at what happened. And so we're going to look at what happened. So what we know is that 
you know, first step, he escapes from the Sarlacc pit. Great scene, by the way, you know, disgusting and horrifying and dramatic with him crawling out of there. And also funny with the Jawas knocking him out and taking his armor. I mean, yeah, that particular sequence had every element of Star Wars and of just any storytelling that you could want. Like every emotional kind of beat you would hope for was there. It had it all. It really did. And it doesn't seem like it was very long at all from the point at which the Tusken Raiders found him and had him chained to a stake outside their camp to the point where he dealt with that crazy Ray Harryhausen monster and earned the respect of the Tusken Raiders. The second element of his time with the Tusken Raiders has to do with his training in the fighting style of the Tusken Raiders and the unfortunate attack on them by the Pike train, which then Boba Fett turns into a fantastic opportunity for the Tuscans, or so it seems. And once again, this particular part of the story has it all. It has the drama of Boba Fett fighting to get the speeder bikes away from the Kinton Striders and the comedy of him teaching the Tusken Raiders how to ride those bikes. Then the action sequence of that whole train heist situation. And finally, the most awesome part, in my opinion, of the Book of Boba Fett season one, the induction of Boba Fett into the tribe and that final ritualistic dance around the campfire that ended one of the episodes. I think without question, as I sit back over the years and think about the Book of Boba Fett series, that is going to be the thing that sticks with me the most. That whole vision quest that he goes on and then his induction into the tribe and that campfire evening. Like There is so much power in those scenes. It is so beautifully done. And it's also the source of my greatest frustration with the series in a couple of different ways. One of them being how they decided to deal with the Tusken Raiders, having them slaughtered allegedly by the Kinton Striders, but we all kind of suspected that it was the Pikes after all. And yes, that was finally confirmed in the final episode of the series or the season. And A, for that to be the decision in the first place, and B, for Boba Fett to just let it go and then wander in the desert for another four or five years without seeming to do anything about it is just a strange and unusual decision. And yes, I know there's probably precedent for using that kind of situation as an inciting incident to set Boba Fett up for something later. But that's the other frustrating thing for me is that they don't actually use that incident for the purpose with which it's seemingly created. This would be exactly the kind of thing that you know, if Boba Fett was thinking that Kenton Striders did it and thought that he had taken re his revenge by killing all the Kenton Striders when he got back his ship, well, to finally find out that no, it wasn't just the Kenton Striders, that the Pikes had been behind it all along, and for Boba Fett to have his own cathartic experience dealing with the Pike bosses and getting his revenge, his justice for himself, yeah, that's another opportunity that seems to have been missed in the series. And, you know, having Fennec Shand get all those folks, yes, it's definitely a good thing that they were all taken care of. And it certainly closes the loops, it crosses the T's and dots the I's. But from a storytelling cathartic perspective for Boba Fett, it 
takes that opportunity away from him. And as a result, it kind of takes it away from us in the audience as well, because I think that we, you know, if we had the choice, we would have wanted to see Boba Fett be the one to do that as opposed to seeing Fennec Shan do it. She had no investment in that whatsoever, right? I mean, other than just working for Boba Fett. <laughs> That's it. There was nothing personal about that for her at all. And as viewers, we want to be emotionally invested. We want to be viewing and watching and engaging with characters who are emotionally invested. And so, yeah, that's another reason why I feel like the way that the Tuscan Raider situation was handled is just a very frustrating situation. But I would like to know if, if that's just me or if you feel the same way, if you feel differently about it, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please chime in with a comment and let me know what you think. If you are catching an audio version of this, you can head to sw7x7.com and look for the show notes for this episode, 2786, and drop a comment in the blog post there. I would love to hear what you think. Am I just <laughs> being too particular about things or is that legit? And I think that, you know, as we have these kinds of conversations, you know, it's one thing to be angry or upset about the way you know somebody's done something but it's another thing to look at it from a critical like a critiquing perspective and I feel like that's where I'm trying to stay focused with this sort of thing and talk about it because I did enjoy the book of Boba Fett I did enjoy the scenes with the Tusken Raiders and I feel like that's the stuff that you know I connected with most strongly out of the whole season and I just had hoped for something different and that's more from a critical perspective than necessarily from a fan perspective because as far as that goes Boba Fett I could take her leave quite honestly so anyway yeah I would love to hear what you think so please drop a comment wherever it suits you and that right there is going to do it for this episode of the show it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.